everyone. This is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today, I have an excerpt from a presentation by Karen Ashworth from our ketogenic solution for lipedema and lymphedema mini symposium that was held in April of 2021. Karen is an occupational therapist with over 20 years experience treating lymphedema and lipedema. In this excerpt, Karen talks about using plant-based sweeteners to bridge the gap towards keto by gradually weaning her patients off of sugar. She shares about the benefits of stevia. I'm gonna be discussing plant-based low glycemic sweeteners that can bridge between carbohydrate health and the keto way of eating. And the goal is to wean off sweets completely once the brain function is online. Because we all know that even zero calorie sweeteners can perpetuate carbohydrate cravings. And that the long-term use of these can prevent progress towards weight loss goals. With many of my clients, they're very addicted to sweetened with sugar or artificial sweeteners with different types of soda, different types of juices. And so we look at alternatives like canned or bottled non-caloric water, which is just flavored with fruit essences, or it could be plain. I tell people about carbonator units that they can purchase and add um, little splashes of lemon or lime, you know, non-caloric flavors. Even simpler is making infused water using lemon, lime, and cucumbers. And a lot of people have huge supplies of juice and they're not ready to give it up, but they might be willing to dilute it a little bit, maybe make a combination of juice and sparkling water. When people are ready, the next step I like to do is to substitute for juices using herbal teas that have fruit flavors but also using a plant-based low glycemic sweetener so that they can transition from the sugary juices into something that's a little bit healthier. So I'll just share with you something that I like to do in my clinic. I keep a little bit of stevia and some herbal tea, and I make my clients a cup of tea. My personal favorite for this exercise is Tazo Passion because it tastes pretty good just by itself without any sweetener at all. I'll give my client the tea. I'll ask them to take a sip of the plain tea. And then I add just a minuscule amount of stevia and stir it in really well and then have them take another sip. I did this last week with one of my clients who is really struggling and really trying hard to make some lifestyle changes. And he's aware that he's very addicted to soda, that he is having a really hard time getting off of it. So we did this stevia demo and his eyes just opened wide. And he was so amazed and so happy and it was very pleasurable for him to drink this beverage. And I could see the wheels turning in his head that, wow, okay, maybe I don't have to suffer. Maybe I could still have some sweetness and be able to make some forward changes. So 
this little demo that I do is something that opens the door for a lot of people because there's a lot of fear around deprivation. And a lot of people just are very addicted physically to sweets. And so being able to provide a good substitution is, it's a way of helping them make that bridge. So stevia has some big advantages. It's very low calorie. It is not artificial, it is plant-based. It's relatively inexpensive. And it's more of an appetite regulator than a stimulator. It's 20 to 30 times sweeter than cane sugar. And people can usually find it in health food stores and it's very easy to get online. Now let's take a look at some of the disadvantages. There's some research that suggests that it might be an endocrine disruptor. Sometimes it comes with added ingredients. So it's very important to read labels. It's very bitter in larger amounts. And so it's something where people have to be very careful about how much they use. It's also high in oxalates. So it can create a bladder irritation or kidney stones, especially if it's consumed along with other foods that are high in oxalates. So uh, it's suggested that people use calcium citrate to bind the oxalates to avoid these symptoms. Let's go back to some of the advantages. I wanna say that when I was pulling these studies, a lot of them are done on animal models. There are some done with human models, but the majority are animal models. So I wanna just disclose that. But take a look at some of these advantages in terms of the effects on cancer, on diabetes, obesity, on blood pressure, on digestion, on infections, as an antioxidant. So stevia has found to be cytotoxic to certain cancers, especially lung cancer. And it has an enzyme inhibitor that helps with malignancy and inhibits the growth of certain cancer cells and as well as signaling in certain cancers. Very different than artificial sweeteners, huh? Which actually cause cancer. Stevia also has blood sugar effects to regulate blood sugar levels and reduce insulin resistance, as well as increase insulin secretion. It has some antihypertensive effects, which help control blood sugar because it's a calcium antagonist and it opens potassium channels and facilitates vasodilation, which could also be potentially helpful for some of our patients who have swelling issues. My practice is in lymphedema. So many of my patients can potentially benefit from this as they're bridging into keto. We know that keto is essentially a diuretic diet and is very, very helpful for lymphedema patients. So this is a stepping stone towards getting to keto. Some of the digestive effects are impacting diarrhea that is caused by various viruses and Indeed, having different antiviral and antibacterial effects in terms of Hep B, Epstein-Barr, potentially HIV. So these are all reasons why, you know, stevia's a fairly good choice put side by side with, say, sugar 
and artificial sweeteners. There's anti-inflammatory effects. So all of these kind of add up as well as the cardiac and renal effects. But on the other side, let's take a look at some of the potential endocrine disruption. Now this was done on animal models and the, the bottom line was male fertility in mice. But there has been some concern and there have been some internet articles. And this is the actual study that looked into it. And to my knowledge, there have been no human studies. But it's something to keep in mind for people that are wanting to consume stevia and to be mindful in terms of the amounts that they use. I also mentioned about the high oxalate levels and how they can create bladder irritation and kidney stones and even thyroid disruption. I've had some clients think that they have had bladder infections when instead they were having bladder irritation as a result of consuming a lot of stevia. If stevia is used at the same time as other high oxalate foods, it can compound that problem. So eating rhubarb, black or green tea, green leafy vegetables, certain nuts and seeds, soy, chocolate, and strawberries. Those are all foods that are relatively high in oxalates. So what has been suggested is to use calcium citrate as a supplement to bind the oxalates. Thank you, Karen. Once again, fantastic information. It was wonderful having you participate in the mini symposium. And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. 